It's Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods. Six of time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. So, just so you're aware, there is snow moving across the area. Light snow where I am right now, but it is coming down. Been on the cool side out there, of course. And oh, and I was almost murdered by a spider this morning. We'll get into that as the morning goes on. Trigger warning. Warning, this show contains reference to guns, liberty, limited government, low taxation, the cult of climate change, free thinking, cigar smoking, short people, rubber chickens, Karen's bureaucracy, liberal buzzwords, tour runs, traffic, toilets, terrible jokes, and more. No apologies will be issued. Guest callers may express any opinion they want without fear of being canceled. Unless you're a loudmouth jerk like Dave, then Glenn will hang up on you. Strap in, hold on to your coffee. And feel free to participate. This disclaimer does not refer to every person named Dave. Just one particular Dave from San Francisco. We know a lot of Daves. They call this show all the time, and they're great people. So don't call this program and complain that we use your name. That would be a real Dave move, Dave. Just a slight side note. News top of the hour began with words from the president talking about, well, political violence as we head up toward the election. And I'll agree with the president that that's got to stop. Just reminder, Mr. President of all the political violence that came from the left and not just the right but on the left and and oh, by the way the attack on Nancy Pelosi's house and her husband was not politically motivated the more evidence that comes in the more it shows that this guy's just a nutball just want to set the record straight before we get the day started now lots to talk about today here's one that struck me right off this morning out of all the things i want to get through with you today so our vice president of the United States, Camilla Harris, has announced over $13 billion in assistance to help cut energy costs during the course of this winter. Now, you would think that that would be a good thing, but it's not. I'll explain. Uh, vice President Harris. What would you do with a brain if you had one? Do? Why, if I had a brain, I could... I could while away the hours, conferring with the flowers, consulting with the rain. And my head, I'd be scratching while my thoughts were busy hatching if I only had a brain. But she doesn't, so she makes comments like, and this is also the Biden administration as well. Now think about that. Here, here we come into wintertime. It's snowing outside right now where I am. $13 billion because energy prices are going to be through the roof, inflation and all of that, right? And and energy shortages as well. So why wouldn't $13 billion be helpful? Well, first off, it adds to our deficit, which is like throwing kerosene on the inflation fire. So there's that. But it's bigger than that. Remember when all of this started? When your government shut down the economy because of COVID and then just started throwing money into the economy. And I said yet to time, this is going to cause inflation because the economy is not money. That's actually a shock to some people. The economy is not money. 
The economy is what we produce, its stuff, its products, its services. Money is what we use to trade the economy. If nothing's being produced and we're just throwing money into the economy, the money becomes overinflated and eventually just worthless. And worse yet, you go take that money to the store to buy what you need and it doesn't exist. So what's the point of the money? The problem here is the vice president is saying, well, we're going to put out about $13 billion because energy costs will be high. So we're going to help you offset those costs. That's not what we need. We don't need your $13 billion. What we need instead is energy. Because the more energy that's available, the lower the price gets. So there's two problems solved there. More energy that's available, the more we don't have an energy shortage. Oh, that's a good thing. The more energy is available, the lower the price gets. Basic supply and demand. That's how capitalism works. So the answer here is don't borrow another $13 billion and print it, however you're going to do it, and then give it to the American people thinking that's going to solve the problem. The problem is not that we didn't have $13 billion in our pocket. The problem is not enough energy being produced and distributed. All right, real quick to the story here that I have in front of me from ABC News. Vice President Camilla Harris on Wednesday said she'll announce steps the Biden administration is taking to lower energy costs for Americans this winter. See, let me pause right there. That's not going to lower energy costs. Costs will still be the same. In fact, costs will continue to go up. The money they will give us will help pay for the cost, but it's not going to lower energy costs. Energy costs are going to keep going up. They're just going to help us pay the bill. U.S. Department of Health and Human Services providing $4.5 billion in assistance to help cut heating costs. Now, again, it's not cutting heating costs. It's helping you to pay for the rise in heating costs. And this is for the Low Income Home Energy Assistance Program, or LEHEAP. That's it. Well, it's a big heap, all right, according to the White House. In addition, this is quote, in addition to covering home heating costs this winter and unpaid utility bills, the program will help families make cost-effective home energy repairs to lower their heating and cooling bills, said the White House in the statement. Over the last year, this program has helped about 5.3 million households across the United States with heating and cooling and weatherization and so on. U.S. Department of Energy will also allocate about $9 billion in funding from the Inflation Reduction Act, according to support 1.6 million households nationwide to upgrade their homes to decrease their energy bills. Quote, in addition to lowering energy costs, efficient electric buildings, et cetera, et cetera, reduce indoor air pollution, outdoor air pollution, improving health of the communities, and so on. Oh, and, and then they have to throw this in there. And to help tackle climate change, they have to throw that in there. They can't do something like this without virtue signaling. So they have to throw in, and this will help fight climate change, which it won't, but okay. Harris will – well, it, exactly what they say. Here's the quote. In addition, they will cut millions of tons of greenhouse gas emissions every year to help tackle climate change. None of that will happen. And CO2 is not a pollutant. All right. Nearly half the whole households rely on natural gas for heat, and their bills will jump at least 28 percent this winter compared to last winter. 
And then bills for heating with oil projected to be 20% to 27% higher. Electricity, 10% higher. National Energy Assistant Director Associates, which represents the state directors of the program, said in a recent report that energy costs are expected to be the highest this winter in more than a decade. And then it talks about all the numbers there. Well, once again, the real problem here is not that we don't have money. Their answer to this, wow, inflation is driving heating costs through the roof. Well, okay, what we're going to do is throw money at people because that will solve the problem. The problem is not that we don't have money in our pockets. The problem is energy is in short supply. Now, energy could be in great supply if government were to get out of the way. Morning, White Eagle. You just sent me a note off of the Wake Up Wyoming app. So I tell you what I'll do. Next, as soon as we're done with this news and information break, I have a story that I put up on the Wake Up Wyoming site this morning. It, it's a story that illustrates the larger problem. It's a story about one oil well. It's up in Montana. They got a lease from the federal government for this oil well back in 1982. And they're still trying to extract oil from the ground due to government bureaucracy. Think about this. They got the lease for this oil well back in 1982, and they're still trying to get through the bureaucracy to extract the oil. Now, there's your problem. 6.16 is the time. Wake up, Wyoming. On the air. Sorry, but we had a budget. Join the conversation at 888-97-WOODS. This is K2 Radio. 6.2 is the time. Light snow coming down in the air. It's Wake Up Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. All right, so I started this morning with the Vice President of the United States announcing gleefully, oh, we're going to help reduce prices for uh, for heating and, and fuel this winter, which, of course, I have to correct not just the White House, but ABC News reporting this. They're not reducing prices. Repri- prices will continue to go up. What they're doing is giving people money so they can pay the excessive prices. There's a difference between the two, if you think about it. So, okay. Still, this makes the situation worse because the problem is not being addressed. The problem is not that we don't have enough money to pay for increasing energy costs. The problem is the government is not getting out of the way and allowing us to produce energy and distribute that energy. How about get out of the way and let Americans get back to work and we will have an excess in supply and the prices will come down. So we have more fuel at a lower price. See how that works? Just get out of the way. That's all they have to do. All right, so here's the story I have. If you want to go through the entire story, which is worth it, I put some work into it this morning, but it has to do with the federal government refusal to honor an oil lease. Now, this one story I'm going to give you illustrates the much bigger problem. We're going to go back to 1982, Montana. And there's a gentleman named Sidney Longwell. And he, back in 1983, 82, got a lease 
to go after some oil under his land. Right, here comes the bureaucrats, the Department of Interior and, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And so here comes the paperwork. And about a decade goes by. Finally, he takes them to court. Now, he does win the case in court. Judge Richard Leon, U.S. District Court, District of Columbia, had no kind words for the government. Let this guy get back to work. But then comes the Carter administration, 1993. Now, remember, he got the lease and permission to drill and all of that in 1982. It's now 1993. And here comes the government again, and they suspend the lease while they, again, begin to review. The case, of course, it goes back to court as they continue the review process. Finally, in 2013, with help from the Montana State Legal Foundation, they were taken to court and the agency lost in 2016. So we're now up to 2016. He got the lease to drill there in 1982. It's now 2016. Finally, the government bureaucrats just canceled the lease outright. No explanation. They just canceled the lease. Maybe they were butthurt because they lost the case a couple of times. The judge reinstates it with some angry words for the government bureaucracy, saying that, well, what you're doing is just arbitrary and capricious and so on. Now, a lower or an appeals court overruled the judge, but it went back to court, and that was overruled. So finally, September 9th, 2022, the same judge yet again reinstated and told the department, the government agency, let this guy get to work. Now, the original owner, by the way, of this lease is dead, the old age. This is his family, still just trying to work this one well. So now the judge has ordered, Judge Leon wrote, it is time to put an end to this interminable and insufferable bureaucratic chess match. Yeah. Uh, but now we're waiting for the department to go ahead and well, again, up just approve it and agree with the judge, or at least do what the judge. They don't have to agree with the judge. Do what the judge says. So we're still waiting on that. It was September 9th when the judge said, enough, let them get to work. Now we're waiting for the agency to say, okay, go ahead. Now I wonder, now this is what I would do in my position. If the judge said, you can go ahead and work your land, work that rig, I would no longer wait for the agency to give me approval. Screw them. The judge said I could. So I'm doing it. I'm just doing it. And if the agency shows up and tries to stop me, I'll get the local police to show up and stop them. The local sheriff comes to mind, for example. Just enough of this already. But this is one of those cases where, again, there's oil, there's energy. It's right there. And because of bureaucracy, can't get to it. This is where I brought up, I know I've told this story several times before. Back when Joe Biden was running for vice president and was debating Sarah Palin, and Sarah said, drill, baby, drill. And Biden said, that doesn't make any sense. 
You find some oil somewhere, it takes 10 years to get to it. And in this case, even longer than that. And the answer is uh, no, Mr. Biden, it doesn't take 10 years to get to it. You find some oil somewhere, you can get to it fast. I mean, you can have a rig pumping away within a month or less if it weren't for all the bureaucracy. All that's holding everybody up here is government. So we're going to have some high energy costs this winter. Again, it's already snowing outside right now, right? We're going to have some high energy costs out there. It, it can be solved. Not because, as the vice president is saying, we're going to give you money to help pay down your bill. No. Just get out of the way. Let us get to work. We will have an excess of energy. And because of that, the price will come down. The only problem that we have here is government is in the way. That's it. Get them out of the way. Problem solved. Hey, you know, uh, about five days from now, you get to vote. There, That's one way to get them out of the way. Coming up on 630. Local news coming away right after local news. Update on your weather forecast. And then you and I get back into it again. Wake up, Wyoming. Be part of the show at 888-97-WOODS. This is Wake Up Wyoming on K2 Radio. Six thirty-six at the time. Wake Up Wyoming. Light snow coming down. Makes it kind of slick out there, just so you know. Just enough snow. Just enough ice. Because the snow isn't sticking right away, right? So that makes it kind of slick driving this morning. Keep that in mind as you head out. All right, so coming up on this weekend, the whole daylight saving time thing again. I've already been sent a note about that. Let's see, who is that? Oh, uh, yeah, R.W. and Casper Glenn. <clears throat> and by the way, R.W., you owe me a, a second N. Yeah, there's two N's in my name. My name's not Glenn. It's Glenn. So the uh, second one. So if you could just send me another note off of the app there, <clears throat> just the letter N, and I'll attach it. Then all is good after that. Daylight saving time debates continue. He writes, people think only of themselves and their own personal benefits. If daylight savings time was kept in place, what about the children who would have to go to school in the dark? Uh, children's safety comes first. How about, R.W., just pick a pick a time, whether it's you know, the time we're going to or a later time, whatever. Spring forward, fall back. Pick one of those and just stick with it. So now, our man in Cheyenne, Doug Randall, hates daylight savings time. I mean, really just hates it, and every year has to write about it. So he writes, the annual fall time change coming up this weekend. This means we get an extra hour of sleep, or we lose of it. I really think we lose it because we have to readjust our body clocks. The days, however, there's far more discussion around the country about changing the clocks. So Wyoming legislatures back in 2020 passed a bill that could eventually keep daylight savings time all year if the surrounding states did the same thing. The original version would have Wyoming request permission from the federal government for a year-round time change. Colorado, Idaho, Montana, and state Utah passed similar bills. 
Now, my thought would be to, and I said this at the time when the Wyoming state legislator passed that, why do you care what the federal government does? Yeah, th- there's a couple of other places out there that do the whole daylight say a couple of other states that ignore daylight saving time. In fact, actually, I think it's one state and one region of a state, one area. It's an Indian reservation, and they just ignore it. So we can just do the same thing. We don't need permission from the feds. If we decide not to play along, we don't play along. You know, screw what the feds want, all right? But the Senate amended the requirement that three of the western states, again, North Dakota, South Dakota, Nebraska, Colorado, Utah, Idaho, Montana, all do it at the same time. So for one thing, the Colorado law only takes effect if four other mountain states do it. The... That And again, there's a Wyoming law. So everybody's waiting on everybody else to do this. While the Senate passed the Sunshine Protection Act and in March, U.S. House has not enacted such legislation. So the Senate, U.S. Senate has decided that they want to do something about it, but the House of Representatives hasn't. So... Here's the question, because there's a poll on the Wake Up Wyoming site through what Doug posted. Should Wyoming stay on daylight saving time all year? A, yes, change the clock twice a year, serves no useful purpose. B, no, time changes need to end, but let's stay on standard time. C, I, lock, I like changing the clock twice a year. And D, who cares, not important. Okay, so I'm just going to go ahead and pick A, I guess. Uh, And the reason I say, and yeah, about 50% say change the clock, and B is the second one. So it's just a matter of which do you want. Did you want the spring forward or the fall back? That really is what it comes down to. For those people who want to pick one, ah, R.W. and Casper sent me the letter N. Thank you. I will insert it. Now my name is complete. Appreciate that. So, no, I, I look at this and I think, I don't care which one you pick, spring forward, fall back, whichever. Now, tell it, Miss Mary, this morning, I will never get what I want in this case. We've talked about this before. I want Zulu time. The military uses it. Airlines use it. Zulu time is every place on the planet is the same time. So if you hit, let's say, 1 o'clock in the morning, 0100, for those of you in military time, Okay. 1, 1 a.m. It's 1 a.m. everywhere on the planet at the same time. That way, when we switch from Monday to Tuesday, everybody does at the same time. So if you are in Wyoming and you want to call someone in Australia and you say to them, I'll call you at 3. Well, 3 o'clock here is 3 o'clock there. See, everybody's on the same clock. Now, if you're thinking, yeah, but we all do things at different times compared to the sun. I mean, when am I supposed to have lunch? When the sun's directly overhead, you'll figure it out. Yeah. But that's the way, again, military does it. Airlines do it. Just, I want Zulu time for the whole planet. No time zones. Nothing. Everybody's on the same clock, planet-wide. I know I'll never get that, but for the daylight saving time thing, enough already. And again, to the Wyoming legislators, I don't care to get permission from the federal government to do this. 642, wake up Wyoming.
Wintry weather. Opinionated, but never boring. Wake up, Wyoming, with Glenn Woods on K2 Radio. Join the show at 888-97-WOODS. Six forty-eight. The time. Wake up, Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. Off we go to the ice box. Frank Gambino waiting by. Frank, as we have some light snow coming down, there's pictures popping up all over social media of the light snow, and already the first picture of donut tracks in an empty parking lot. There you go. Yeah, I mean yeah. that's that's a, that's a right of winter. That is there. Yeah. So get the get it over with before everybody shows up. Okay. So earlier this morning, uh, you just about showed up to work to not find the place or the building still standing anymore. I almost had to set fire to it and blow it up. Why? What happened? There was a spider. Well, just... just... I'm at the top of the stairs, right? I open up the little glass door there, Mm -hmm. and there is a thin thread coming down. The spider was almost not visible to the human eye, but it was right in front of my face, which means he was setting me up for the kill. Right. I named him Eddie. Eddie. Yeah. I took some pictures. Now, because he's so small, my phone camera had a tough time focusing on him, so they all look like those Bigfoot photos. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, you, you, did you, did you, you, you survived, didn't you? I, I, well, I did, but of course I made a post about it. Uh, <laughs> of course, yeah. <laughs> with pictures. <laughs> so, Boy. Of the whole thing here. But, uh, it's a bit That's yeah, exactly what that was. Oh, he was so tiny there. Anyway, Eddie's dead. Okay. Uh, but th- th- there was that, th- and you think about it, how high the ceiling is there for a spider that small to drop a thread all the way down to the point that it was eye level for me. That's a lot of web there that he gave away just to drop down in front of my face, which I, exp- I, I think he did that so he could punch me in the face. I'm not sure. That, that, that one little spider outdid all of your Halloween I absolutely th- did. stuff yeah. that you had yeah, out here. Yeah. One. So I think it is at that point, if you see a spider, uh, even of that size, it is perfectly reasonable to blow up the building and set the remains on fire. And then just start over, yeah. And just start all, we need a brand new building here. That's all there is to it. So that, just so you know that if there's that one spider in the building, God knows what else is roaming around. Oh, if you Frank. see one, you know there's two. Oh, Lord, yeah, because they tend to get together and yeah, they plot. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, so but I'm anyway, just... Eddie's dead. I did dispatch of Eddie after I took some pictures of him. So I have the last remaining pictures of Eddie before I murdered him. It was a justified homicide, Frank. All right, I'll... I think I'll buy that. Well, the State High School Volleyball Tournament will start this afternoon at the Ford Center in Casper. And 4A Laramie is the defending champion. Kelly Walsh is the favorite this season. Kelly is 3-31-1 and, and, and an interesting first-round opponent in 33-5 and five Thunder Basin at 3 p.m. today. Laramie's 24-7. and seven. They'll play Riverton at 4-30. Natrona comes in at 22-10. and 10. They'll face Cody at 6 p.m. with Cheyenne East at 21-11, and 11, taking on Star Valley at 7-30 tonight. In 3A, Lyman and Mountain View are the two teams to watch. Lyman's the defending champion. They beat Mountain View in the state championship match last season. Mountain View is 32 and 4. They'll play Buffalo in the first round at 3. Lyman is 31 and 5, taking on Newcastle at 6. Also in 3A, Douglas and Powell at 430. Wheatland plays Worland at 730. In 2A, Bighorn is the favorite and defending champion. The Rams are 28 and 8. They'll play Cameron in the first round at 730 tonight. Also in 2A, Rocky Mountain versus Tongue River at 3. Burns versus Grable at 430. And Shoshone will take on Wright at 6 p.m. In 1A, KC is the defending champion. They'll enter the tournament at 20 and 9. The Bucks will play Cokeville at 
at 6 p.m. tonight. Southeast looks to be the strongest 118 this year at 25 and 5. The Cyclones will take on Saratoga at 7:30 this evening. Hewlin, a pretty good team too at 25 and 4. They'll play Little Snake River at 4:30. LSR is 25 and 9, and Riverside is a good team at 29 and 5, and they will t- play at 3 p.m. against another good team in Rock River, who comes in at 19 and 9. The semifinals of the State Volleyball Tournament will be tomorrow. The finals on Saturday at the Ford Center in Casper. In Junior College Volleyball, the Region 9 Tournament rolls along today in Casper. Yesterday's first round action, Casper College, who are heavy underdogs against Western Nebraska, gave the Cougars all they can handle before losing 25-23, 23-25, 25-12, 12-25, and 15-10. Wow. Birds will be in a loser out game at noon today versus McCook, Nebraska. LCCC from Cheyenne beat McCook yesterday in three straight, 27-25, 25-18, 25-18. So the Golden Eagles will be fourth-rated Western Nebraska at 4 p.m. today, and that tournament will run through Saturday. The girls, 3A and 4A state swimming meet for the high schoolers begins today in Laramie. 3A will kick things off today and conclude tomorrow. 4A starts uh, tomorrow and concludes on Saturday. Lander and Green River are the co-champions, defending co-champions in 3A. Laramie looking for their sixth title in a row in 4A. In the World Series in baseball, a no-hitter last night as four Houston pitchers combined for a no-hitter beating Philadelphia 5-0 to even that series of two games apiece. Christian Javier threw the first six innings. He was great. Followed by Brian Abreu, Rafael Montero, and Ryan Presley closed it out. It's the first no-hitter in the World Series since Don Larson did it for the New York Yankees in 1956. And Game 5 will be in Philadelphia tonight. Okay, so who wins this? The predictions? I, I don't know. Now, okay, it's, now so, it's even. But that, that was okay. something. It was a no-hitter last wow, night. Wow, I mean, that's really... That, that's impressive to do that in a game at this level. Yeah, I, I really couldn't is. I couldn't believe that they pulled the pitcher after six innings. You know, like, really? Okay. You know, well, everything's this plan now. Mm-hmm. And you do this and you do this. He has a no-hitter going. Leave him in there. Now, of course, I sound really interested. Here's me in the background going, wow, that's incredible, Frank. I have no idea what he's talking about. But Frank is having a good time, yeah. and it, that's it, what counts. This game is going all the way to, I mean, Probably you think it might go into it's like, like extra se- games? The seventh game, it may go all seven. Wow! All right, thank you, Frank. Coming up on some local business. Well, Frank is happy, so I'm happy. Local business coming our way. News time after that. Weather forecast, including we got some snow coming down. A lot of it's already melted, but uh, that's not going to happen. I just stay that way. It, it's going to be slick out there. Drive careful. Wake up, Wyoming. Yeah, yeah, we're. Six to time. Wake up, Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. It is a Thursday, and I swear I can see the weekend from here. Light snow coming down across the area. Yeah, some people getting more than the rest. Here's the deal, though. It's since it's light snow, and since most of it doesn't stick really when it gets to the ground, it gets wet, then it freezes. About where I am, it's about 28 degrees. Temperatures dropped a little bit. So, what that means is slick roads. You know the drill. Just be very careful when you get out there this morning because there's a lot of black ice out there with all of this. All right. I started this morning, just I briefly mentioned, and here's an update to the brief mention. The president is going out talking before because you were supposed to vote by Tuesday, right? And the president is going out and speaking and saying that we have to worry about, you're going to love this, dark forces that thirst for power. You ever notice that a lot of people who are in power in Washington, D.C., will accuse other people of all sorts of horrible things, but never look to themselves. Yeah, the hypocrisy is astounding here. 
and the inability to look to themselves. That, oh, yeah, we're doing the same thing. A great example of that is whenever you hear about election deniers because of the last presidential election, but they never run through the list of all the Democrat election deniers. And then they continue, the president continues to talk about what happened to Nancy Pelosi's husband as, well, something that some MAGA hat Republican did. The attack on Nancy Pelosi's husband had nothing to do with politics. The information that we've had so far, this wasn't a politically motivated attack. Sorry, you can't have that. I know they want that to be true, and they're going to keep pushing that narrative. But it's just simply not the case. Well, maybe I'll get more back to that as the morning goes on. But all right, let's take a look at something that I started with in the 6 o'clock hour. So the – oh, wait. I don't want you guys to miss out on it here. I'll go ahead and set it up for you just because I'm a good guy that way. Uh, so uh, the vice president this of the United shit. States, Camilla Harris – made a statement. I know. That's going to hurt your brain to hear it, but let's do Every this. Every riddle for any in the middle in trouble or in pain. With the thoughts you'd be thinking you could be another Lincoln if you only had a brain. Oh, I could tell you why the ocean's near the shore. I could think of things I never thought before And then I'd sit and think some more I would not be just a nothing My head all full of stuffing My heart all full of pain Here we go, sing it together now I would dance and be merry Life would be a ding a dairy If I only had a brain If she only had a brain So uh, Vice President Kamala Harris made an announcement that they're going to give away... Uh, Oh, what was the number? It was in billions of dollars, something like $13 billion around there. Because energy prices are going high, and there are going to be people out there going to have trouble keeping warm this winter because of skyrocketing energy prices. So they're going to hand out a bunch of money, which, as you know, is not the problem. The problem is not that we don't have money to hand out. We actually we don't, by the way. We're that much in debt. The problem is that we don't have the energy, even though we have the energy. Am I making sense? Let me explain it to you this way. America has more than enough energy to take care of our heating issues during wintertime. No problem at all. And we can do it at a very affordable rate and make sure all of that energy gets to everybody who needs it if government were to get out of the way. The problem is not that people who are having a tough time paying their bills don't have money. The problem is your government is preventing energy from being extracted, refined, and distributed. If they would get out of the way, we would have more than enough energy, which would, because of the abundance, would lower the price. Your government wouldn't have to hand out subsidies to people. Get out of the way. All right. From Cowboy State Daily, headline. Energy Watchdog Group compiles a list of 125 actions Biden has taken against the oil industry. Now, before I play that, let me go back because I keep these things on file. The problem, once again, is not that we need to hand out money to people so they can pay their electric bills. That doesn't, hap that doesn't help at all when there's a lack of energy. 
Printing money and handing it to people does not help if the product is not being produced. Okay, I can give you a million dollars to go buy whatever it is, propane, what, electricity, whatever you do to heat your home this, this winter. But if the energy is not being produced, what good does a million dollars do you? Well, here's part of the problem. Is it more environmentally friendly to develop and produce oil and gas resources off the coast of Louisiana, or is it more environmentally friendly to develop those resources, say, in Venezuela or in another country abroad in terms of emissions, in terms of climate? Um, Senator, what I can say is that um, I think here in our country we care deeply about workers. Uh, But that's not my question. My question is, what has the lowest emissions profile using Louisiana or American workers in the outer continental shelf off the Gulf with American companies and American regulations or Venezuelan standards and Venezuelan crude? Senator, I'm, I'm not an economist or an engineer or a scientist, um, but with respect... Get a sense that this question is not going to be answered straightforward. There is a national lab which has determined that the emissions profile of developing oil and gas off the coast of Louisiana is the lowest in the world for that oil which is processed in Louisiana. And let's not forget that we're beginning winter here in Wyoming. Here comes some snow across the entire state. Light snow, but temperatures dropping. People are going to need that energy. But gee, we're just not producing the energy. I wonder why. Would there be any place for fossil fuels, including coal and fracking, in the Biden administration? No, we would would work it out. We would make sure it's eliminated. No more drilling on federal lands. No more drilling, including offshore. No ability for the oil industry to continue to drill, period. I guarantee we're going to end fossil fuel. What about, say, stopping fracking and stopping pipeline infrastructure? No more, no new fracking. We are going to get rid of fossil fuels. I've argued against uh, any more oil drilling or gas drilling on federal lands. No one's going to build a coal-fired plant again, and we're going to get rid of the ones we have now. Have a transition from the oil industry, yes. Would you be willing to sacrifice some of that growth, even knowing potentially that it could displace thousands, maybe hundreds of thousands of blue-collar workers in the interest of transitioning to that greener economy? The answer is yes. And so wonder why we have an energy shortage and prices are so high, again, from Cowboy State Daily few examples. A few examples. Not all of the examples. Just a few. On January 20, 2021, first day Biden presidency, he canceled the Keystone XL pipeline and issued a moratorium on oil and gas leasing activities at the Arctic National Wildlife Refuge and reversed former President Trump's administration executive orders that expanded the ability to increase energy domestically. A week later, the president issued an executive order announcing a moratorium on new oil and gas leases on public lands and, as a result, has issued fewer leases on public lands than any other administration since World War II. In April 2021, Secretary of Interior revoked the policies established by the Trump administration, which included rejecting American energy independence as a goal. I don't know why we reject that, but all right. September 2021, Department of Education implemented a climate adaption plan that incorporates an anti-fossil fuel agenda in the department's policies. 
In October 2021, the Department of Labor issued a final rule that requires, see, this is all being done without Congress, by the way, requires consideration of environmental, social, and governance, ESG, when evaluating funds for federal uh, retirement plans. ESG is a movement that rates companies on their commitment to various progressive goals, including getting rid of coal, gas, and oil. In March of 2022, the president called on Congress to pass legislation that would enact fines on wells that oil companies have leased from the federal government but have not used in years. And there's reasons, by the way, if you understand the energy industry, they might not use a when they drill and suck grass out, gas out of the ground and when they don't. You have to know a little bit about the business. There are a few examples from the AEA that list continues on to October 2022 when the Biden administration officials lobbied the Saudis and other oil companies to produce, well, for us, and, and produce more in front of the midterm elections to make sure the prices would drop just a little bit. Well, there's, this list goes on because here again, the story from Cowboy State Daily, there's a list of at least 125 action that the Biden administration has taken just against the oil industry alone. But that's just the oil industry. Then there's gas and coal as well. So as we head into wintertime, again, it's snowing outside right now, and the price of energy going through the roof, and people will have to suffer through a really cold winter without the ability to keep their houses warm. And the answer from the Biden administration through Camille Harris is, don't worry, we'll just send you money. It's not a matter of money to pay the higher costs. It's a matter of lack of energy. That's what needs to be fixed. 717, Wake Up Wyoming. You do with the Wake Up Wyoming app. Free download for Apple and Android. This is K2 Radio. Seven twenty-two. It's the time. Wake up, my omen. My name is Glenn Woods. So, one of the stories we have by Colby on the Wake Up My Omen site: Wyoming Department of Correction gains a certified, awarded polygraphist. So, in other words, to take a polygraph test, right? Find out maybe if you're lying or not. Okay. I would like to, since we have just a few days before election time, there's a few people I would like to hook up to that thing. We hooked this average politician up to a lie detector so we could discern exactly when he was lying and when he was telling the truth. Good morning. Ooh, off to a bad start. I'm happy to be here. Really? Can't even tell the truth about that, huh? Your government is hard at work. Not doing well, are we? We we have solved many problems. Come on, just tell the truth once. Care about your well-being. I don't think he has it in him. I'm telling the truth, I mean. We will take responsible steps. Come on now, this is for all the money. Well, we want to solve these problems. We have faith in you. Well, no, we don't. Because the last administration... Ooh, swing and a miss. I promise I will... I'm thinking this is not going to end well. Oh, I promise I will... I... Uh, uh, oh. Oh. Uh, huh? Come on. And there you have it. A perfect score. 
well, it's, look, if we're going to get a guy who can take a polygraph test here in the state of Wyoming, I have some good uses for him, especially when it comes to politicians and voting this time of year, which is why you've, you've heard this one before, but I just once would like to have an honest political ad. I'm, I'm, I'm sure if we could just have... Hello, my name is Carl, and I'm running for Congress in your district. I'm not an expert in anything. Nothing. Not a thing. But I sure know how to look like I know what I'm talking about, and that's why I'm electable. I'm not an expert on guns, or finance, or science. Heck, I flunked science in school. Three times. I know nothing about automobiles or engines of any kind. I know nothing about energy. Gas, coal, oil, green energy, whatever that means. I've never held a gun in my life, and actually I'm kind of scared to. But if you elect me into office, I promise to pass laws regulating everything that I know nothing about. I promise to act like the expert that I never really could be, because I cannot pass the test to get a job in that field to save my life. But I can regulate it. Yes, that's what America needs today. Experts are nothing to regulate everything. After all, isn't that what government does best? Which is why I've said to you before that this is a time when I add, if you've listened to some of the interviews I've done on the air, I ask one simple question of politicians. For you guys, I always ask more questions, but I have one simple question for all politicians. This is all I need to know. You get this job, you get this gig, what do you want to accomplish? What do you want to do? That's it. That's all I want to know. Based on that, I can tell you what I'm going to vote for the person or not. And I've had some people in this studio that gave long, long-winded answers about all of the things that government should be doing, all the way government should be spending money, all the problems that need to be solved, on and on they go. And they've lost my vote. But now the politician that sits in front of me looks me straight in the eye and says, you know, government is the problem. And my intention is to get into office and start dem- just dismantling this nonsense it's just too much. This is what's in the way. This is what's destroying the country. Like what Ronald Reagan said, government's not the solution. Government's the problem. I'm looking for that guy. And when I get that answer, that, that's the person I'll vote for. Then I keep an eye on them to make sure they actually do that when they get in office. Right? That's often the hard part. Now, I was talking about this yesterday, but I want to make sure that everybody thinks about this. As we get close to Tuesday, we're five days away from the deadline to vote. I say deadline because you could vote right now if you wanted. Many people in Wyoming will vote during the primary but not vote in the general. And you're missing out because there's a lot of issues on the ballot. If you're just thinking, oh, we've already elected our politicians here in Wyoming because of the way – just the way things are in Wyoming – All of the races have been settled. Yeah, but what about issues like uh, is there a penny tax in your area? We have some constitutional amendments that are up for our Wyoming state constitution. There's some other issues as well that will be on your ballot. So there's an opportunity for you to vote for those issues. Also, the primary did not settle all of the school board issues as well. There are still people in the general election trying to get on your school board and and even county commission, and those are hot seats locally. So you've already voted in the primary. Thanks for doing that. Now, uh, if you would, please do your homework. 
Make sure you know what you're talking about. You know my stay out the vote campaign. Then show up and actually vote on a, now, between now and Election Day for those candidates and those issues based on the research, the homework that you did so we can get a good result here in the state of Wyoming. Yeah, there's a large number of people who never show up after the primary. They just kind of considered the election was done. We voted for everything. We've already picked everybody. Why show up in the general? Boy, are you missing out on a lot if you don't show up for the general. Coming up on 7.30. Local news coming your way right after local news. Update on your weather forecast. And you and I get back into it again. 888 woods the phone number. 7.45, I'm going to have Don Day on. As I do every morning, 745. He's going to talk you about the weather, of course, but specifically the snow that's coming down now, how much you might be getting in your area, how long this lasts. Heavy winds coming back to our area after the snow leaves. Let's wake up, Wyoming. K2 Radio. Join the conversation at 888-97-WOODS. Six to time. Wake up, Wyoming. Light snow coming down across the region. Don Day is going to be on with me at 745. Talk about that, and I'll check real quick for you. I know road conditions across the state, according to YDOT, just on the slick side, you know the drill. Well, a lot of the snow in most areas is not sticking yet. And because of that, it melts and then becomes ice because we're still... Let's see, where I'm at, we're at about 28 degrees right about now. Yeah. Believe it or not, I-80 is still open. But a lot of the interstate areas around, let's see, north of Casper all the way up to Sheridan, around the Gillette and Wright area. And then when you do go from Elk Mountain West, you know, areas like that just have a lot of slick out there. So they're putting warnings up. Watch it, slippery. You know the drill once again. So I headlined another one from Cowboy State Daily. Inflation in Wyoming sees the largest jump in 41 years. Inflation in the Cowboy State, the story says, continues to post double-digit increases for transportation and food based on Wyoming's latest cost of living report. The report released this week, prepared by the State Economic Analysis Division Principal Economist Amy Bitter, or Bittner, pardon me, shows the statewide inflation rate was 10.1%. Over the previous 12-month period, the highest increase since 1981. Remember the president said a while ago, inflation is zero. Remember that? The category that increased the most in Wyoming was transportation, 16.4%. Food prices, however, were not far behind 15.6%, higher than a year ago. And I have heard that complaint. People go to the grocery store and come back and go, do you see how much was in my cart? I've seen people have posted pictures like that. I've seen it. They have a grocery cart filled with not a whole lot of food, and they take a picture of it. I can't believe that this was $75 worth of food, and there's not a lot in there. Where a while ago, $75 worth of food would have filled the cart. The category that increased the most 
Again, transportation, food just behind. Energy impacts, energy prices in particular, have contributed to inflation across the board. Any goods have transportation evolved, of course. Their prices are affected by higher gasoline prices, diesel shortage. That is going to spike prices, which means everything is going to go up. Food prices, meanwhile, have been struggling not just under the weight of higher energy prices for transport, but also a variety of supply chain issues. And then it gives a whole list of reasons why uh, Oh, the price for a dozen eggs is at least double what it was a year ago. So if you have chickens, good for you. While chicken breast costs an average of a dollar more per pound. What is it for you guys that like to buy the steak? I've heard this before from people. They want to go out and buy a steak because they like to have the occasional steak and they take a look at how much the steak costs these days. Are you kidding me? Just hamburger meat for that matter. Housing in Wyoming, meanwhile, third highest inflation rate. 8.6% rise over last year following by, well, recreation personal care, which was up. Medical expenses were about 3.9%, apparel 3.2%. So the figures are all of the 12 months from the third quarter of 2021 until the previous quarter, which was just ended recently, with that I just gave to you here. Sorry says prices are up all over. There weren't many differences in inflation by region. Northwest Wyoming posted 9% inflation rate. Central Wyoming, 10%. Northeast Wyoming, 10%. Both Southwest and Southeastern Wyoming, about 10.5%. No one really immune to all of these prices, Bridner said. All region of Wyoming experienced high inflation over the past year. She said, I don't think this is news to anybody. I think anybody who has gone into any store in the past year to buy anything has noticed the prices. The country, the county with the highest cost of living. Oh, come on, take a guess. Yeah, yeah, Teton County, of course. So, which has an overall index of 165. That means it costs 65% more to live there than any other place in Wyoming. The second highest was Lincoln County. I went to, oh, and then uh, followed by Laramie County, 10.5% increase. Sublet was, and, and Sheridan were just behind there. The remaining counties, still high though, but it's uh, overall about 15% higher for the average cost of living within the past year, if you were to just to average it all out. Hmm. Oh, uh, Brad... Oh, Leo in Casper. I love the sound of snow plows in the morning. <laughs> Grandpa Rich, 32 degrees, wet roads in Thermopolis. Where I am right now, we're at about 28 degrees, and snow is just lightly coming down. Slick roads, though. I'm going to get Don Day on next. We'll talk about this. 742, Wake Up, Wyoming. Well, there's still a... Wake Up, Wyoming, with Glenn Woods on K2 Radio. Join in at 888-97-WOODS. Seven forty-five is the time. It's wake up, Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. Off we go to talk to Don Day. Because Don, it's uh, that time of year again where everybody enjoys getting outside and playing bumper cars. <laughs> 
Well, let's hope that they're gentle bumps. <laughs> yeah, I would hope so. But there's the thing I'm noticing around my area anyway. Yeah, snow's coming down, but of course, it's we're not at the point where it's really sticking on the pavement yet, which of course will freeze again, and now we got all this black ice. Yeah, and that's something later this afternoon to really be careful for because you're right, uh, the pavement's warm enough for some melting to go on, but the day is going to get colder, not warmer. So as we get to the afternoon hours and with the sun setting so much earlier now, things ice up really quick. Those exit ramps, those bridges, especially those bridges can get black ice really, really quickly. So be careful out there. We are certainly going to be talking about travel problems over the next three days, first with the snow and the ice. Then with some really strong winds developing tomorrow into Saturday. And I do know this this is the anomaly in all of this. I-80 is still open. Yeah, yes. for now. Yeah, for now. Oh, for now. Oh, he's going there, folks. <clears throat> so do you think that that might close? I know we got some wind coming in. And mm-hmm. even though well, the snow levels at this point are not a lot, but that's going to drift a lot around. Well, what the, the, the problems we're going to have on Interstate 80 are coming later. Now, Interstate 80 is getting snowed on right now, so we've got wet to slick conditions. Where the concern I have about Interstate 80 is coming a little bit later because what will happen is after the snow falls and the colder air comes in, as we get into tomorrow and tomorrow night and Saturday, the winds are going to really whip up. A lot of it depends on how much snow falls, let's say from west of Cheyenne to Rollins, because if there's five, six, seven inches of snow in those areas, which is certainly a possibility, and you have 60, 70 mile per hour winds, then you've got that blowing snow problem. And you talk about creating black ice, and that's one big problem with blowing snow. It just polishes the road. And the snow drifts across during the day and melts. Then you get to sundown, it becomes black ice. So that's going to be a concern. So if you've got to travel, you know, uh, travel is not going to be great today, but it's going to be better than it's going to be as we get into Friday and Saturday. Okay. And real quick, I have heard you mention in your weather forecast that here comes that wind again. I mean, right now it's really calm out there, but it's not going to stay that way. No, what will happen is this front's going to come through, bringing us the cold and the snow today and into early Friday. Then it's going to lift northeast into the northern plains and then a very fast west-to-east jet stream. When the jet stream is perpendicular to the Continental Divide, we get windy. And that's what's going to happen Friday afternoon into Saturday and Saturday night. Then we have a frontal system comes in. Sunday and Monday, that'll ease up the winds a little bit. But I'm going to call this a whiplash. We are going to be going through these ups and downs with temperatures and wind for a good week. Every time the temperature goes down, we'll get some snow showers with snow in the mountains, and it'll get colder. And then that goes away, and then it gets windy and warmer. It's going to be that whiplash for the next five to seven days. So certainly, it's, it's not going to be anything like what we've gotten used to here lately. All right. Thank you, Don. Don Day with Dayweather. We'll do that again with him tomorrow. I suggest listen to his podcast on YouTube because he's going to update you on all of that with charts and graphs and maps and et cetera, et cetera. So off we go to the ice box where Frank Gambino is waiting by. Frank, a story I forgot to get to yesterday, but I need to do this. So, uh, you know, of course, in a lot of people who have cellars around here, they have those windows so they can climb out in case of a fire. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. And then they had the little... You know, drainage thing, or yes, you know, right. So, yeah. Well, there was a mountain lion that thought, "Ooh, what a cool little den!" Okay, yeah. So climb down into one of those things. Yeah, yeah. And so there's a, a video here that's been going around the internet 
uh, that you take a look down into one of those holes there by the window, mm -hmm. and because someone had left the screen off the top, which is what you're supposed to do, don't put the screen on top so animals don't do this. But there's a video of someone up above shooting down on the mountain lion who's looking back up at him, which I'm not sure if I would want to do that. Well, you have to prove it's down oh, there. Yeah. Well, I would rather prove it by going down into the cellar and shooting video through the window. You could have done that. But uh, yeah. It may not have been his house. It's not as dramatic for that matter. Yeah. Anyway. But on Wednesday, homeowner Cheyenne had the wake-up call of a lifetime story, it says. And they, well, they, downstairs, and whoa, <laughs> look at that through the window. Went upstairs, and again, what they had, I mean, the mistake that was made was not putting that metal grate over the top. And so that also shows, once again, for people in Cheyenne, they've heard this before, every so often some mountain lion, when the weather gets cold up in a high country, makes its way into Cheyenne. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so there was a, a few years ago, somebody had to call the authorities. Hey, there's a mountain lion asleep in my backyard under a bush. Could you come tranquilize him? This happens now and then. So. What, did no, nobody fed the kitty? No, but, well, no, because the puppy was in the house. Okay, oh, Frank? So, oh, no. Okay, uh, okay. Yeah. All right. The State High School Volleyball Tournament starts this afternoon at the Ford Center in Casper. In 4A, Laramie's the defending champion. Kelly Walsh, the favorite this season. KW is 31-1. They have an interesting first-round opponent in 33-5 and Thunder Basin at 3 since this afternoon. Laramie at 24 and 7 will play Riverton at 4:30. Natrona comes in at 22 and 10. They'll face Cody at 6 p.m. with Cheyenne East at 21 and 11, taking on Star Valley at 7:30 tonight. In 3:8, Lyman and Mountain View are the two teams to watch. Lyman is the defending champion, beating Mountain View in the state championship match this last season. And Mountain View is 32 and 4. They'll play Buffalo in the first round at 3. Lyman is 31 and 5, beating Newcastle at 6. Also in 3:8, Douglas and Paul at 4:30. Wheatland plays Warland at 7:30. In 2A, Bighorn is the favorite and defending champions. The Rams are 28 and 8. They'll play Cameron the first round at 7.30 tonight. Also in 2A, Rocky Mountain versus Tug River at 3. Burns versus Grable at 4.30. Shoshone meeting right at 6 p.m. In 1A, in 1A, KC is the defending champion. They'll enter the tournament at 20 and 9. The Bucks will play Cokeville at 6 p.m. tonight. Southeast looks to be the strongest 1A team this year at 25 and 5. The Cyclones take on Saratoga at 7.30 tonight. Hewlett pretty good too at 25 and 4. They'll play Little Snake River at 4.30 and LSR is 25 and 9. Riverside a good team at 29 and 5 and they'll play at 3 o'clock against Rock River who comes in at 19-9. The semifinals of the state volleyball tournament will be tomorrow and the finals on Saturday at the Ford Center in Casper. In junior college volleyball, the Region 9 tournament rolls along today in Casper and yesterday's first round action, Casper College, who was a heavy underdog against Western Nebraska, gave the Cougars all they can handle before losing 25-23, 23-25, 25-12, 12-25, and 15-10. The Birds will be in a loser-out game at noon today versus McCook, Nebraska. LCCC beat McCook last night, uh, yesterday afternoon, in three straight, 27 7-25, 25-18, and 25-18. The Golden Eagles will meet fourth-rated Western Nebraska at 4 p.m. today, and that tournament run, will run through Saturday. The girls' 3A and 4A state high school swimming meet begins today in Laramie. 3A will kick things off today and conclude tomorrow. 4A starts tomorrow, concludes on Saturday. Lander and Green River, the co-defending champions in 3A. Laramie looking for their sixth consecutive title in uh, 4A. In the World Series in baseball, a no-hitter last night as four Houston pitchers combined for that, beating Philadelphia 5-0 to even the fall classic of two games apiece. Kristen Javier threw six, the first six innings, and he was just great, followed by Brian Abreu, Rafael Montero, and Ryan Presley finished it out. It's the first no-hitter in the World Series since Don Larson did it for the New York Yankees back in 1956, and Game 5 will be in Philadelphia tonight.
And Frank is all excited about this. This is a really close game. This is a good game, huh? Yeah, so far so good. Yeah, okay. We got a lot of things going on here. So, yeah. um, okay. And hopefully the weather cooperates with people going from point A to point B, especially tomorrow with high school football playoffs. Right, yeah, take it easy. Well, yeah, Dante just said in his weather forecast when I was talking with him about that. A lot of what's hitting the ground right now is going to not melt. Well, it's going to melt, not stick, if you will. But then it's going to become black ice. And then here comes the wind. So it, you it, know the drill. Look, Real it, careful it, it, that, out there. That's not good. Not a good combination. No. Thank you, Frank. Coming up on some local business we have to take care of. We're going to roll into news time after that. National local update on the weather forecast. If all goes well, we're going to have Grover Norquist, Americans for Tax Reform, to talk specifically about, well, taxes and bureaucratic threats to oil companies. Let's wake up, Wyoming. It's time to... Six of the time. It's Wake Up My Own. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. Yeah, snow coming down. I've been sort of monitoring this and watching the roads as well. Yes, they're on the slick side. A lot of that snow, when it hits pavement, is not sticking, as we say. And so is melting. And then because it's cold out there, that's becoming ice. That's black ice. You know the drill. And that's just going to get worse as the day and the next couple of days go on. So it's not going to be... In most places, heavy snow, but it's just going to keep on coming on and off and keep on freezing on and off. That just makes it hazardous driving conditions. And as Dante said in his weather forecast, then more wind comes. Yeah, so you know the drill. Just please take it easy out there. First snow really statewide. We've had other snows this season, but really want to cover things statewide. And while it's not a lot... Again, it's just a a slick one out there. So uh, drive careful if you would, please. All right. So I started this morning right at the 6 o'clock hour talking about energy in America. And as we head into wintertime, how certain regions of the country are really going to have problems. Everybody is. Everybody is. But certain regions of the country are really going to have some energy problems. And here we are dealing with some cold weather, some snow. It would not be a good time to have a lack of energy and high energy prices. Now, the story that I read to you has to do with Vice President Harris announcing about $13 billion that's going to be handed out. Now, this is ABC News, so listen to how they say this. And this is probably how the Biden administration said it, too. They're going to hand out about $13 billion to cut energy costs. Well, handing out that money, to be technical about it, does not cut energy costs. Energy costs are going to continue to rise. What it does is hand money to people so they can pay those rising energy costs. But energy costs don't need to rise. Energy costs are are going up the way they're going up because, well, inflation, supply chain issues. And in large part, the Biden administration as well 
that continues, and I played some audio earlier this morning of how Biden has talked about putting the squeeze on energy and a story from Cowboy State Daily about how the Biden administration is putting the squeeze on energy. So if you wondered why the prices are so high, I don't think you have wondered. This is why the prices have been so high and continue to go up. The solution to the problem is not to hand out money. Because as I talked about earlier this morning, it doesn't matter if if you got a check to cover every single penny of your energy bill for this winter, it wouldn't solve the problem. The problem is a lack of production and distribution. That's the problem. You solve the problem by distributing energy. Well, hang on a second here. Uh, I'm sending a note to Miss Mary. There we go. Okay, so the problem is when we take a look at uh, energy in America and production of it, if we were to get bureaucracy out of the way and go after all of the energy that we actually have at our disposal, if we actually did that, then energy costs would come down. And make sure we distribute it. We need pipelines. We need truck drivers out there. This is not something government solves. Uh, let's see. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, okay, I'm trying to send. I'm, I'm trying to send a message. <laughs> uh, there we go. Okay, so the answer here is. I'm sorry. Sorry about the messenger. Miss Mary and I are talking some very important messages here about a guest that was that's, that's supposed to be on the air with me. But okay, so if you want to go ahead and lower the cost of energy and make sure that that energy is available, then you need to make sure that the energy is available through a production and distribution. So for Camilla Harris to announce that the Biden administration is going to be handing out about $13 billion to help us handle energy costs does not solve the core problem. The core problem is actually that energy is not being produced and distributed. Not that we didn't have money in our pockets. All right, to talk with me about this Grover Norquist, Americans for Tax Reforms, it seems to me, Grover, that this administration not only doesn't understand the problem, they don't understand that they're a cause of the problem, or perhaps they do understand they're causing the problem. I'm not sure. Uh, let me agree with that last of the three options. Okay. They know exactly what they're doing. They're doing it on purpose. They have said out loud in their academic papers and their political papers, even in their speeches, to be fair to them, they told us we are going to raise the cost of energy, <clears throat> real energy, so high. We are going to make real energy, oil, natural gas, nuclear, uh, water, all of those things so rare and so constrained we're going to get rid of pipeline so even if we had it we can't get it to you okay uh and that's going to one make you not have access to real energy that at a low cost allows you to heat your house or drive a car um and it's going to force you to use subsidized energy meaning government controlled energy because it only exists with government subsidies because it's so expensive um and it will raise the cost of energy to you because we want you to use less energy. Uh, remember, sometimes the AOC and some of the progressives got out and said, we don't want to see planes anymore. Yeah. Maybe private planes for us, but not real, not big planes for you. Okay. Um, 
they don't like cars. They want everyone to ride the metro, meaning, you know, for the next thousand years, everyone will be expected to only want to go to the same two places. <laughs> you know, um, that's not the way the world works. Uh, people, cars and roads let you go to many different places. They don't tell you where are the places you're allowed to go to with, uh, other than walking. Uh, so they're doing exactly what they said they do. They're raising the cost of energy to you so you feel pain, so you will vote for the subsidies for the alternative energy that they do allow. Uh, but, of course, you just pay for it in higher taxes. It's a subsidized windmill, a subsidized uh, uh, solar panel. It isn't less expensive. It isn't even equally expensive with normal <clears throat> real energy. It's, it appears to be, you know, close to the same cost or still more expensive, but not as bad as it would be if you weren't hiding the cost with the subsidy. So this is on purpose. Remember when uh, Biden's uh, energy secretary, a woman with lots of experience in that, she was uh, uh, from Canada and was the uh, governor of Michigan, which is exactly what you need to run our nation's energy. Um, and when she was asked, what is the president going to do? What is the administration going to do? What are you going to do to get the cost of energy down? She laughed in the face of the journalist. She just laughed in his face because they have no plans to do that. It was just, she was laughing at him for asking such a stupid question. What do you mean? What weird? That's not our plan. Mm. We intend to make it more and more expensive until everybody is using limited, restricted energy that only we can. If, you ever, if everything's electric, like your electric car, the government can decide how much you drive just by yeah. turning the power off, as they had to do in California. While they were telling everybody we're going to shut down real cars with gasoline, um, they were having brownites and telling people, please don't charge your car during the day. Wake up at 3 in the morning and do it when, when we can afford to do it. Did you notice there was, a, of course, a squeeze put on the energy industry? So let's just take gasoline prices as one example. Those skyrocket, and they blame the oil companies for high gas prices. But you know the basics of the laws of supply and demand. If you squeeze it, the price goes up. It's like squeezing a balloon and watching one end of the balloon pop out. That's what happens when you put a squeeze on prices. They, they inflate. But then, of course, they have to blame the oil companies for record high profits and then say that they're going to have a tax on those record high profits, which, of course, is blaming the oil company for what they're doing and then further taxing them to put them out of business before the government taxes something or regulates it <clears throat> first they demonize it yeah right because most americans are pretty decent people they don't want you to go and punch somebody in the face but if they go out there and say the reason why your gasoline costs are up or not that california has a dollar 40 state tax in addition to the federal tax in addition to regulations uh and green and so-called environmental regulations which raise the cost that's not what it is it's these evil guys over here in suits um who produce the energy you use as opposed to the people who try and throttle the production right. of energy if you can get people worked up and hating them then when they turn around and say we're going to tax them we're going to smash them people forget when you tax an energy company every american's 401k ira Life savings is partially funded by companies that either produce energy or certainly ones that need low energy costs that you are making the 
everyone's 401k or IRA work fund. Well, now, there's something I've talked about before. See, oil companies are not run by, or not anymore anyway. There's not some guy with a pot belly in a three-piece suit with his feet up on an oak desk simping some high-priced whiskey with an expensive cigar in the other hand, laughing maniacally because the price of gasoline went way through the roof. That's grandma, isn't it? That's her 401k. That's her fixed income. Uh, it is, and this is how people save um, uh, for the future. And most people's life savings is in a 401k or an IRA and their home. Uh, and when you <clears throat> make that worth less by taxing, quote-unquote, corporations, when you tax corporations, you're taxing the life savings of a majority of Americans, not not the top 1%, 58%. I know Biden has trouble with numbers. 58 is a bigger number than 1%, okay? And 58 is just the people who directly get hit by it. Never mind people who get it indirectly whacked by his tax and spending and regulatory uh, regimes. But again, he doesn't care. He doesn't like, the Democrats have never liked your ability to save for the future. They'd much rather have you save through a government program, which they will control and limit um, and maneuver to somebody's advantage or somebody's disadvantage. you know, Social Security has its challenges. The Democrats have raised taxes on it so much that it's a very bad investment for people, and it's mandatory, which is why you have to make it mandatory. But rather, the Democrats won't, won't allow any changes to that, so don't expect any. But what we have done over the last 40, 50 years, even with back in the old days with Democrats supporting it, because they realized this was important, and that was let people save for themselves. And now it's not just some people, it's Fifty-eight percent, and that gets, that number goes up every year as more and more Americans are saving for their future, independent of the government's ability to play smash mouth with your life savings. But Biden has decided to, because he wants to tell you what kind of energy to have and you know how, what kind of right. products to use, he's reducing the value of your life savings. People saw their life savings drop in this country by seven to eleven trillion trillion dollars during biden's presidency um you know it comes back every once in a while but it's still way down from what it was every american is poorer today because biden because democrats because biden because democrats and i'm sorry but i know we're we're talking to uh wyoming the Cheney lady who was the congresswoman and has gone crazy and is out campaigning for people who right. want to destroy the industries of Wyoming. Right. And you're supposed to vote for Democrats who want to destroy the industries of Wyoming because she has a hissy fit about something or other yeah, um, Trump did, yeah. and is mad at somebody yeah. else. And you're, you're just wondering, what is, yeah. what what, what is she doing? What, what, about, you, what about the people of Wyoming? Let's exit with some good news. This will this will make your day. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, so I love that. Europe of course, had energy problems just like this long before the war in Ukraine. They were already heading down this path. Ukraine just made it happen faster, what was already happening. Germany was already turning back on before the war in Ukraine, its nuclear power plants and coal power plants. Just recently, as they turned back on a coal... Now, they do this in Germany like we do here in Wyoming. We have two power plants up in the Gillette, Wyoming area. Coal comes right out of the ground and goes right up a conveyor 
belt and into the burner. I mean, directly. They have one of those power plants that they're turning back on. Unfortunately, they had to expand the coal mining area to get at more coal. To do that, they had to tear down a wind farm that was in the way. That just drove environmentalists crazy. But because they're turning on that plant, they're going to have more energy, reliable energy, and the cost is going to come down. Um, and the world is getting I, I'm, I guess I'm glad that some people are beginning to see this now, yeah. not 10, 20 years from now, when they destroyed the kind of pipelines that could like, let us come back yeah. um, I mean, I'm old enough to remember when nuclear power was uh, attacked by the left because they didn't understand the difference between nuclear power and nuclear bombs um, <clears throat> and they lied to people about its safety record uh, and they would point to the Russians couldn't make it work, so therefore we couldn't, right? Chernobyl was the reason why America couldn't function. Uh, and had we built the nuclear plants then, 70% of the electricity in France, France, okay? Think if France can make uh, a nuclear energy work, maybe the, <laughs> maybe America can. Yeah. Uh, and of course, 10, but, you know, 10% of our energy comes from nuclear power plants. It's 70% there. We could, we could just... Put a second plant next to everyone that exists now um, and be able to take care of our energy needs in the country. Uh, and if you think that, that carbon dioxide is the threat to humanity and everyone should stop breathing or something, yeah. um, and you're worried about carbon dioxide, opposed to carbon, carbon dioxide, and uh, there's no carbon produced by nuclear plants. It solves yeah. all the problems except for one. There would be limitless energy in the United States at reasonable prices. Right. So okay. that's why the left hates it. I mean, yeah. you, you wonder what's driving them. They don't want right. an America no control. with no limits on their future right. and no government control over your life. It's about control. Uh, Grover Norquist is with Americans for Tax Reform. How do they follow you? Um, with difficulty. No. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm at AtrHR.org, AtrHR.org, or uh, I tweet at Grover Norquist. All right. As always, Grover, thanks for coming on. Appreciate your time. Delighted. Thank you. 823, wake up, Wyoming. Here's your morning update. Glenn Woods, more stimulating than that first cup of coffee. This is AM 1030 K2 Radio. is the time. It's Wake Up, Wyoming. Did you know that you need to get rid of your dog because of climate change? Yeah, here's the head of Climate Depot. And they're claiming that she's basically the equivalent of a vehicle, of an SUV driving around because of this carbon footprint of your average dog. This is a, a war on modern life. You can't have pets. We had Vogue magazine uh, in 2021 say, is it is it environmental vandalism to have a child? We have Bill Nye had a guest on promoting carbon taxes for children. Actress Emma Thompson had actually one point said that having pets could be important because during the climate crisis, we may have to eat them because they're a lot of protein. This has been going on now for a decade. They literally want to control, regulate every aspect of our lives. That's what our last guest was saying, as a matter of fact. Is it really about saving the planet or is it about control? Yeah, I did ask somebody one time on the hardcore left, could you think of any way to save the planet from impending climate change by using, you know, freedom, liberty, and capitalism and things like that? They flat out admitted no. No, we got to take it all over. So now you know what it's really about, right? Coming up on 830, 
light snow coming down. That's making for some very slick roads. We'll keep you up to date on that. Local news is coming your way right after local news. Update on your weather forecast. Nice long segment of open phones after that. 888-97-WOODS is the number. That's 888-97-W-O-O-D-S. Wake up, Wyoming. Thanks for joining me. All right, open phones at this point. 888-97-WOODS. It's 888-97-W-O-O-D-S. Hey, by the way, if you're on Twitter, look for me. Just wake up Wyoming. I was encouraged just to start a wake up Wyoming you know, Twitter page, which I have my own personal one, but I did the one on Twitter for wake up Wyoming. So that's a little more about what, well, the show stuff, not my personal stuff. So yeah, look for me on Twitter there. Okay, let's go to real quick some of what's happening on Twitter, not Facebook. Now, I know there's some people freaking out here over this, and and I completely get it. Well, no, I don't actually. I these are the people who don't want your free speech rights to be given to you. That the, the rights you naturally have. Anyway, well, before I get into it, uh, first, let's hit the disclaimer, okay? Warning, this show contains reference to guns, liberty, limited government, low taxation, the cult of climate change, free thinking, cigar smoking, short people, rubber chickens, Karen's bureaucracy, liberal buzzwords, tour runs, traffic, toilets, terrible jokes, and more. No apologies will be issued. Guest callers may express any opinion they want without fear of being canceled. Unless you're a loudmouth jerk like Dave, then Glenn will hang up on you. Strap in, hold on to your coffee, and feel free to participate. This disclaimer does not refer to every person named Dave. Just one particular Dave from San Francisco. We know a lot of Daves. They call this show all the time, and they're great people. So don't call this program and complain that we use your name. That would be a real Dave move, Dave. So let's take a look at the Twitter song we entered there in order to get into the bit. Look, this is supposed to flow naturally, right? That, that's what makes it sound like a professional radio show, which it doesn't. You're no one if you're not on Twitter. And if you aren't there already, you've missed it. If you haven't been bookmarked, retweeted, and blocked, you might as well not have existed. You might as well not have existed. So I get to play the Ocasio-Cortez music, too, in just a minute from now, because she's part of our Twitter story, as some of these people are really just making fools of themselves over everything that's going on in, in Twitter right now. The fact that you might actually get a chance. I haven't joined up yet, and, and none of the Twitter rules have changed yet, but they will be. He's about to get rid of a lot of people, Elon is. About maybe half the staff up to that could be fired. He's already taken a look at their algorithms as well. But inside Twitter, the freakout continues, and they have counselors. Dr. Pollen, I'm your 2 o'clock. Oh, hey, Mandy. Uh, have a seat. What can I do for you? It's terrible. I can't even. I have literally lost my ability to even. 
Well, let's calm down. What was it? Some sort of tragic loss? Death in the family? No, no one misgendered you, did they? No, it's even worse. Elon Musk wants to buy our company. <sighs> All right, just tell me. What is it about Elon buying Twitter that actually bothers you? And remember, this is a safe space. There's no judgment here. If he buys our free speech platform, people will be able to have free speech on our platform. Well, that's just stupid. What exactly bothers you about somebody having free speech on our free speech platform? If we don't have the unilateral power to ban ideas we don't like, we'd actually have to discuss and defend our ideas based on their own merit. And what's the problem with that? It's just everyone who disagrees with me is a Nazi. So it's imperative that I change their mind with force and violence. Very interesting. Let's let's try something else. I'm going to hold up some shapes and I want you to tell me exactly what you see. Nazis, Nazis, Nazis. That one kind of looks like a lip. Nazis, Nazis. Adolf Hitler, Nazis. Oh, I know that one. It's the Hindu symbol for peace. Namaste. Nazis, Nazis, Donald Trump. No, wait, it's still Nazis. Is Elon in the room with us right now? Yes, I see him at work. I see him at Whole Foods. I see him when I get into my Tesla everywhere. Hey, Doc. What? Why do you have these pictures of my mom? Let's get back to then what happened with Googly Eyes Cortez. Oh, I haven't had a chance to play one of these in a long time. Which one's, which is the best opening? What one do you like the most for Googly Eyes Cortez? Well, there's this one. She has Marty Feldman eyes. That's got to be, I think, one of my all-time favorites. Well, she does. I mean, think of, you know, Young Frankenstein, those big... So there's that one, then there's the other AOC song. That's just one of several ways I can introduce her. I'll let you guys pick which one you think is the best. Elon Musk follows up on his response to AOC with a hilarious look at her hypocrisy, story says. The way Elon wants to do it, if you have a name on Twitter, which is a big name, and you want to have everybody know that yours name, your name is the official name. So in other words, a big celebrity will have a lot of people copy his name. How do you know which name is the celebrity? Okay, so they put a blue mark there to let you know that's the real deal. That's the real person. Well, Elon says you got to pay $8 for that, eight whole dollars. There have been quite a few reactions, okay, including AOC. Goal seems to be pretty obvious. Not only will it reduce the number of bots, there's a lot of fake accounts out there, but it'll also bring a bit of uh, revenue into Twitter, which it is supposed to be a money-making company. Uh, the little blue check... Some people are getting all up in arms about it. Ocasio-Cortez said, as my colleague, uh, well, it, 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 she, she is becoming, it talks about her in, in New York becoming increasingly unpopular, but that's a whole other side to that. She does not like the idea that she has to pay for this. And so she said uh, that New York and people like her are, well, 
it's making free speech impossible because of that $8. Uh, Musk's response was, your feedback is appreciated, now pay the $8. And by the way, he goes on to point out the number of things that Ocasio sells. And she sells quite... Do you know that you can get Ocasio-Cortez paraphernalia, things that you can wear, put on your car, stuff like that? And she charges quite a bit for it. She's actually now... She didn't make a lot of money as a bartender, but as a member of the House of Representatives. Oh, she's getting stinking rich off of this. And all of the side things she's selling for being so popular, so famous. But she can't afford the eight bucks to put a blue check mark by her name. Hmm. Interesting, Ocasio-Cortez. And she says that this is infringing on her free speech. The fact that she wants to pay, that she has to now pay eight whole dollars to this evil rich billionaire, by the way, to put a blue check mark by her name, just so you know that it's actually her. Oh, how does this woman sleep at night? Then again, if you're her boyfriend, how do you sleep at night? Admit it, you were hoping somebody would say that. Well, there's still up and bottom of every hour. This is Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods on AM 1030 K2 Radio. Eight forty-eight is the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. Off we go to the ice box. Frank Gambino waiting by. Okay, I got to be very careful, Frank, because I've looked some stuff up just to talk baseball with you, and I am, of course, in danger of showing everybody how much I really don't know. And then that makes pretty much everything. That makes two of us. Yeah. Okay. So we were saying that this game, this World Series, could go every single game. Be seven. All seven. Yeah. Okay. The, The odds of that happening. The odds of that happening as of watching the first four, yeah. I would say better than 50-50. Better than 50-50. Okay. So then I went and took a look at the 12 longest extra inning in baseball history for um, yeah, for the World Series. Right? Okay, for the World Series. Yeah, yeah. okay. So I would say uh, four baseball innings, regular season. How many innings are really in the game? Na- regulation would be nine. Yeah, nine games. Okay. Nine, nine innings. Let's see. Red Sox versus Dodgers 2018. Uh, and that went to 18 innings. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So there's, and in fact, there's quite a few Giants versus Nationals, 18 innings, uh, and Mariners versus Astros, 18 innings. That was that was just not too long ago. Yeah. That was. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, there's some 14 inning games. Robins versus Red Sox, 1916. We go way back there. Uh, but then, yeah, it, there haven't been all of that many. I count. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten games that are listed here that went extra innings. Yeah, innings, yeah. you know, there's with extra inning games. You know, there's a, there's like a finality to it. I mean, if you yeah. are hitting second or in, in the bottom of that inning and you you know score a run or whatever you need to do, yeah, I mean, you win and the other team loses. It's it's just like a, a final final thing. The other thing is that most major league ballparks stop selling beer after the seventh inning. Oh. So, 8, 9, 18, 10, 11, wow. 12, 13, like... How much time would that take up to play all those 18 innings? I would say another, at least another hour and a half. Maybe maybe two hours. Okay. Who knows? You know? 
at okay. least an hour and a half. Yeah, that, I mean that's a heck of a long time. It's, not, it's, it's, a, it's a long time not to have beer at a ball game. Well, what, yeah, what the problem is. A, yeah. Why? why okay, I, I could say why would they stop selling beer, but I think the answer is obvious. Oh yeah, yeah. Whatever happened to we can't decide this by plane because you guys are just obviously equally matched. So we're just going to let you just clear the the dugouts and go after each other. Last man standing wins. How about that? We'd like some civility. It, it doesn't happen very often well, in baseball. <laughs> All righty. In junior college volleyball, the Region 9 tournament rolls along today in Casper in yesterday's first-round action. Casper College was a heavy underdog against Western Nebraska, gave the Cougars all they can handle before losing 25-23, 23-25, 25-12, 12-25, and 15-10. The Birds will be in a loser-all game at noon today at the Erickson Gym versus Cook, McCook, Nebraska. LCCC got by McCook yesterday in three sets, 27-25, 25-18, and 25-18. So the Golden Eagles will meet fourth rated Western Nebraska 4 p.m. today, and that Region 9 tournament runs through Saturday. The State High School Volleyball Tournament will start this afternoon at the Ford Center in Casper. In 4A, Laramie is the defending champion. Kelly Walsh is the favorite this year. They're 31-1. They have a very interesting first-round opponent in 33-5 Thunder Basin at 3 p.m. today. Laramie at 24-7 will play Riverton at 4.30. Natrona comes in at 22-10. And they'll face Cody at 6 p.m. with Cheyenne East at 21-11, and 11, taking on Star Valley at 7.30 tonight. In 3A, Lyman and Mountain View, the two teams to watch. They play for the state championship in that classification a year ago. Mountain View is 32-4. They'll play Buffalo in the first round at 3. Lyman is 31-5, beating Newcastle at 6. Also in 3A, Douglas and Paul at 4.30. Wheatland will play Worland at 7.30. In 2A, Bighorn is the favorite. They're also the defending champions in this class. They're 28-8, and eight, and they'll play Kemmer in the first round at 7.30 tonight. Also in 2A, Rocky Mountain versus Tongue River at 3. Burns versus Grable at 4.30, and Shoshone will meet right at 6 p.m. In 1A, KC is the defending champion. They will enter the tournament with a record of 20-9. and nine. The Bucks will play Cokeville at 6. Southeast looks to be the strongest 1A team this year. They're 25-5, and five, and the Cyclones will take on Saratoga at 7.30 tonight. Hewlett's a pretty good team, too, at 25-4. and four. They will meet Little Snake River at 4.30, and LSR is 25-9. and nine. Riverside is a good team, 29-5, and five, and they'll play 19-9 uh, and nine Rock River at 3 p.m. this afternoon. The semifinals of the state volleyball tournament will be tomorrow, and the finals on Saturday at the Ford Center in Casper. State 3A and 4A girls swimming at me for the high schoolers begins today in Laramie. 3A will kick things off today and conclude tomorrow. 4A will start tomorrow and conclude on Saturday. Lander and Green River, the co-defending champions in 3A, and Laramie looking for their sixth state title in a row in 4A. In the World Series of Baseball, a no-hitter last night as four Houston pitchers combined for that no-hitter beating Philadelphia 5-0 to even the series at two games apiece. Kristen Javier threw the first six innings and he looked fantastic. Followed by Brian Abreu, Rafael Montero, and Ryan Presley closed it out. It's the first no-hitter in the World Series since Don Larson did it for the New York Yankees in 1956. That was a perfect game. And Game 5 will be in Philadelphia tonight. So, all of this, as you're talking about local games anyway, I was just looking at it. Wild Preps is just crazy with it. Oh, yeah. And oh, got yeah. a lot more coming. Yes. Keep track all day of the volleyball scores, what's yeah. going on with swimming, football tomorrow and Saturday. And we'll, we'll see what the weather brings. Well, and you can keep all, it, it's an app, so you can keep up with that all oh, day yeah. long just by downloading the weather. It's free. It is free, yeah. So free. just go to Wild Preps, free app. There you go. Everything we don't, we don't charge right anybody anything. Not a dime. That's no. why Frank is broke. Yeah, pretty much. Let's wake up, Wyoming.
6 the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. Still some light snow coming down around Wyoming, depending on where you are. Cold temperatures, slick driving. Believe it or not, I-80 is actually still open. I know. That could change, though. We'll keep you posted on that. Trigger warning. Warning. This show contains reference to guns, liberty, limited government, low taxation, the cult of climate change, free thinking, cigar smoking, short people, rubber chickens, Karen's bureaucracy, liberal buzzwords, tour runs, traffic, toilets, terrible jokes, and more. No apologies will be issued. Guest callers may express any opinion they want without fear of being canceled. Unless you're a loudmouth jerk like Dave, then Glenn will hang up on you. Strap in, hold on to your coffee, and feel free to participate. This disclaimer does not refer to every person named Dave. Just one particular Dave from San Francisco. We know a lot of Daves. They call this show all the time, and they're great people. So don't call this program and complain that we use your name. That would be a real Dave move, Dave. And it's open phones right now. 888-97-WOODS. That's 888-97-W-O-O-D-S. Talk about what I'm talking about. Change the subject. And now... A story about old Pete. A bus loaded with politicians was driving down a country road when suddenly the bus ran off the road and straight into old Pete's barn. It was a terrible accident. Old Pete got off his tractor and went to investigate the carnage, which was considerable. After some consideration, he saw no choice but to dig a large hole and bury the politicians. A few days later, the local sheriff came out, saw the crashed bus, and asked old Pete what happened to the politicians. Pete told him he had buried them. Well, good lord, the sheriff asked him, were they all dead? Old Pete said, well, some of them said they weren't, but you know, you never can trust a politician. No, I don't believe the word they said, even in a situation like that. All right, 888-97-WOODS, the phone number, that's 888-97-W-O-O-D-S. Get low to this. Feds pay. Now, th- this is why I have such a hard time when it comes to your money. I'm a tightwad, right? And the money of future generations, I'm a real tightwad with this. Quit spending all this money. Feds nearly paid $1.2 million to study if poor sleep is caused by racism. The National Institutes of Health, which needs something to do, that's why they wrote up a grant like this. I'm surprised. Well, no, I I guarantee. Wait a second. Wait a second. Uh, Let me see. Study to find if poor sleep is related to climate change. Oh, I guarantee you they've done this. I guarantee you. Yep. Yeah, they've done it. Okay. Study finds climate change could be bad for sleep. Yeah. And in fact, it even gives you nightmares, says another study. But let's do the one here that has to do with racism. See, all you have to do to get this kind of money from the federal government is just put in the right kind of buzzwords. It doesn't matter, even if you throw the word in the wrong place. Throw in sustainable or climate change or racism or some word like that, and you'll get all sorts of grant money. See, and you went out and got skills and got a real job. What were you thinking? You could have been doing this. Producing absolutely nothing, by the way. National Institutes of Health has issued more than a million dollars via taxpayer-funded medical research grants to find evidence that racism is to blame for poor sleep in minority communities. Stop for just a moment there. Do you notice how they worded that? They, They gave the grant to find evidence that poor sleep is due to racism. So in other words, it's a foregone conclusion, go find the evidence. That's the way I'm reading it here anyway. 
The funding was appropriated by Dr. Alexandria Tessier, I think is how you pronounce that name, associate professor at Harvard University, who is conducting the research through Massachusetts General Hospital, where she works as a psychiatrist. The study is based on the hypothesis that disparity in sleep health in the black community is thought to be explained partly by, well, racial discrimination. Okay. And it talks about all the money, which adds up to $1.2 million in order to do this kind of study. And then it goes on and on to talk about this kind of a study. Let's go to the next one over here. Now, I was guessing at this, but I knew what I would find. I, I can do this two different ways. I'll do it both, right? Study finds climate change is bad for sleep. World Health Organizations and others have issued a stark warning about the possible effects of continued climate change on human health. Pause for a minute. Climate change is always continuing. There's never been a point in this planet's history when there wasn't climate change. It's always changing. So when they said continued climate change, well, when has it not been changing? It's an ongoing thing that never stops. But all right. According to the World Health Organization, the added cost of climate-related health could be 2 to $4 billion by 2030. Uh, and it talks about the number of deaths. New research says other possible causes of increased global temperatures, which we haven't been experiencing really that much, have reduced sleep. Researchers estimate that by the year 2099, warmer temperatures could result in, pe- in people sleeping 50 to 58 hours per person per well, less you're going to get about um le- every every year you're going to get a little bit less sleep i have an idea let us produce more energy so we can have more air conditioning that'll solve that problem lack of sleep has been linked to worse cognitive performance all sorts of things all right so you need all of that extra sleep now let me go ahead and take what i just typed in there and i'm going to change it um, let me see. Study poor sleep related to climate change. I'm going to type in study. Um, let me see. see. So I said poor sleep related to climate change. Uh, poor sleep to climate change stress. Okay. So in this case, I'm saying that the stress of climate change is going to cause worse sleep. Yep. Okay. It, yeah, I have a study right here in front of me that it says that climate change is stressing you out, and so you're getting less sleep, and that is bad for your health. Dave is in Cheyenne. Hello, Dave. Dave? Yes, sir. Dave. Yeah. Hello, Dave. Oh, the yeah. good Dave, not hey, the bad Dave, not the San Francisco Daves. There's two in San Francisco we have a problem with. Oh, well, this is Steve. I'm the only Oh, Steve. Steve. Okay. Steve, not Dave. Yeah. Thank you. You know, my pronoun is your highness, and you called me your eminence. Oh, that, that's right. Your eminence. Yeah, yes. Yeah. So, anyway, uh, I agree with you on the climate change. Uh, you know, El Gore and all those people, they haven't sold their SUVs. They're still flying around in all those jets, yeah, and right. it's Barack Obama buy that $25 million place in what uh, Martha's Vineyard, right there on the on the seashore. I'm going. Well, if it's going to overflow, then I don't think he's really all that worried no, about not it. Really? No. So why should we? Yeah. And they've been talking about this stuff since the 1950s, and it's yeah. like, 
absolutely none of it happened. No. Yeah. Yeah. In uh, fact, I give you another example of that. So that uh, Hurricane Ian that hit Florida hit my hometowns of Sanibel and Captiva Islands, and really uh, did um, some major damage to a good part of Sanibel Island. President shows up in the area and says, "Well, this settles the climate change debate." Well, uh, Mr. Biden, you better go talk to your friend Barack because he's got beachfront property. Yeah, and. Yeah. You know, when they say all the when all the icebergs melt, all of the, uh, uh, the sea level is going to rise and yeah. we're going to have uh, engulfed. Yeah. Well, if you take ice cubes. No, we've talked about it. Wait, 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 let, let, me, let me correct you on that one. When you take a look at Antarctica, that is actually a continent. And all of the snow and ice, which is substantial, is up on top of the continent. So if that melts, that would actually add to the ocean and rise sea levels. Plus, there's all sorts of glaciers and other places where a lot of snow and ice is on land. When that melts, it would be added to the sea level, and then it would cause a rise. Now, if the Arctic, which is mostly floating ice, melts, that doesn't change the sea level. But if Greenland, Iceland melts, that would. I don't think Greenland and Iceland are going to melt, but all those icebergs, yeah. they're mostly air. Yes. So you might have more beachfront property. Sure. Well, and that was supposed to happen a long time ago. I read a story yesterday that by the year 2020, most East Coast, especially, uh, communities were supposed to have been gone, but they're still there. Yeah. And then, uh, let me see what the AOC said. What, two years ago, we had 12 years, and then she changed it. Uh, 10 years and what we, yeah. I don't know, we got eight years left or something? Yes, and then just recently somebody kicked the can down the road and said 2050. Here's the story in front of me. New York Times, ah. we're going to go back to 1995. Scientists say earth warming would set off disruptions. And here's a quote from New York Times back in 1995. At the most likely rate of rise, experts say the beaches of the east coast of the United States would be gone in 25 years. Well... Yeah, here Not they gone are. Yet. It's still there. All right. Now, so what about the guy that ran, uh, that, yeah. that owns and runs the uh, Weather Channel? Didn't he debunk this? Yes. Uh, uh, the the guy ago? who created, now he's no longer the owner. In fact, I think he died recently. But the original creator of the Weather Channel, they didn't like him because he was a climate denier. He was constantly speaking out against human-caused climate change as nonsense. But he's once, he's, he's one of many climatologists you know, that will tell you that it's nonsense because, here again, 97% of the scientists don't think it's so. That's one of the biggest lies you've ever been told. And what about Don Day? Didn't he debunk it also? Yes, he has, yeah. He's not a believer. Yes, so, and he's also you a... You know, we can't yeah. trust Don Day, even though we listen to him every day, and he's pretty darn accurate. Yeah, hot air balloonist, full of hot air. <laughs> All right, thank well, you. Well, thanks a lot, Glenn. You take care. <laughs> All right, 9.17 the time. Wake up, Wyoming is on the air. Sorry, but we had a budget. Join the conversation at 888-97-WOODS. This is K2 Radio. 9.23 is the time. Wake up, Wyoming. Off we go to talk to Mike and Laramie. Morning, Mike. Good morning, Glenn. I was talking to you yesterday about Marav Ben David's for cocktail campaign ad. Yeah. Well, it's been on four times this morning, and so she's paying KOWB 
to air that. Isn't she sponsoring your program? Did no. You thank her for that. Not at all. No. The ad, okay. and, and I, just so you know, what happens, uh, this show is on several radio stations. What happens on your local station, I have no idea. And so uh-huh. the company takes the money, and they have to, by the way. When it comes to political ads, they have to uh-huh. take it. So that is absolutely uh, nothing to me. This is, that's another reason why whenever politics comes around that time of year when you're supposed to vote, I will not endorse any candidate because that does get me in trouble. That's me putting my name on it, which I won't do. Right. Yeah. But no, that has nothing to do with me. And so it's running during this program, huh? Yeah, four times okay. this morning. Just yeah. one, the fourth one just got off. Um, uh, <laughs> this audience hey, hey, is smarter than that, though. Now, remind everybody. What's, yeah. So what's the ad about? It's about um, some. It starts out. A mother gets a phone call from the Albany County Detention Center. Yeah, her daughter is in there. She got pulled over by the cops, and she got sent to jail because she had abortion pills in her car. Ah, uh, okay. And it's you know the the ad is keep Wyoming. Morale will keep Wyoming free. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Again, this this audience is smarter than that. But yeah, I'm, but I just think it's kind of strange that she's it's being aired during your well, program, I the think your programs. Probably because that's where the audience is. You know, I mean, <laughs> where where else would she run it? I honestly, when it comes to radio programs in Wyoming, what else is there to run it on? I think this is about it. Yeah, I mean, I mean, your audience. I, I don't. It's, it's targeting the wrong audience. Anything. Yeah, well, that's true. Yeah, that is true there. It is targeting the wrong. But, I mean, as far as reaching her more Democrat audience, now, Democrats do listen to this program and do occasionally uh-huh. call from your area. But the majority of Democrats, I would say, probably don't. And national public radio, you know, Wyoming public media, they don't oh, run God. ads. So where is she supposed no, to don't. go? That's true. You got a point there. Yeah. Hey, listen, if you ever want to, I'll put my bachelor's, master's, and Ph.D. in geology up against her degrees any time of the day you want. And you got it. And I'll put, and and wait, I'll put wait. my military experience flying for the fighters for the Air Force against her Israeli Defense yeah. Force. What I want to do, if you have a degree in geology, uh, I, there are some yeah. geologists around the state that I talk to. I'd like to just, get, next time I'm sort of in the Laramie area, just go for a drive with you. I'll drive you talk. Okay. I just like to look at what the Earth is doing and try to figure out why. Well, yeah. Well, I got my bachelor's and master's at yeah. UW. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I know. So I know the local area, and I've taught at UW. Okay. I've taught geology and paleontology at UW, also yeah. at University of Arizona and okay. Long Island University. See, again, you're, you're the I guy. My... I'll even buy lunch. You're the guy I want to go yeah. for a drive with, and all yeah. I'm going to do is ask questions and then just listen to you. Yeah, and I got my PhD at University of Arizona. Okay. We won't hold that against but, you. Uh, <laughs> but I could also put my military experience playing at fours yeah. and fifteens against hers. All right. Anytime you want. <laughs> Anytime. Bring it on. All right. Thanks for calling. I appreciate it. Well, I didn't know her ads were running opposite this program. We need more ads like this. Hi, I'm Gil Fulbright. The people who run my campaign, they've made this commercial, and I'm in it. This campaign, it's not about me. It's about crafting a version of me that'll appeal to you. A version that visits random work sites with paid actors pointing at things. A version of me that doesn't find old people loathsome or pointless. Has a conventionally attractive yet curiously still family. Listening to my constituents, legislating, these are things I don't do. 
What I do is spend about 70% of my time raising funds for re-election. I'd do anything to stay in office. My name's Gil Fulbright, but hell, I'll change my name to Phil Goldbright or Bill Fulbright or fill up my mouth with farts. These are the things that are important to me. And these are the fine people that finance my campaign. Now, in order to do these things, I have to stay in office. And to stay in office, I have to keep these guys happy. Now, if any of these things make these guys unhappy, well, my hands are tied. So come November, the choice is clear. Do you want another spineless mouthpiece for special interest in lobbyists? Or a spineless mouthpiece for special interest in lobbyists? I'm Philip Amalfa with Farts, and I approve this message. Yeah, and remember, of course, this is the height of our Stay Out the Vote campaign which I do every political season, just encouraging people who do not pay attention to politics and have no idea what they're talking about, and you know who you are, please do not show up to the polls and guess. Please don't do that. You're actually not doing any good. I know it's your right to vote, but you're not doing any good. You're not helping your city, your county, your state, or your country, for that matter, doing more harm than good. That's why instead of a get-out-the-vote campaign, I have a stay-out-the-vote campaign. Just please, if you're an uninformed voter, and especially if you know it, if you haven't done your homework, we would encourage you to stay home. Do your country a favor. Coming up on 930, local news coming your way. Update on your weather forecast right after that. Wake up, Wyoming. Woods. This is Wake Up Wyoming on K2 Radio. Wake Up Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. 888 Woods, the phone number. That's 888-97-W-O-O-D-S. So, hey, Cheyenne, you're up. Um, one place I like on Cheyenne, Capitol Avenue... There's been a restaurant there called Capital Cuisine. Now, they opened just a few years ago. A lot of different restaurants sort of came in and out of Capital Cuisine over time. But then finally, Capital Cuisine opened up. And, uh, oh, okay. Hey, Mike, if you want to come back. Mike from Cheyenne, by the way, had called in just a little while ago. Try to hold on through the break. Mike, now's a good time to call back. 888-97-WOODS is the phone number, and I'll take your call. So you know, we, apparently we have a, a lot of Mikes out there, too. Mike and Laramie, Mike and Cheyenne. And according to Miss Mary, both Mikes from Laramie and Cheyenne sounded the same. I wonder if we have clones or whatever. But okay, Capital Cuisine. I'm sorry to say, nice little restaurant on Capitol Ave in downtown Cheyenne. Great, unique little sandwiches and so on. I liked them. They just posted this on their Facebook page. With a sad and heavy heart, we are unable to stay in business. Thank you for all of your support. Oh, I hate this. Well, and last time I was there, which is this past weekend, I sat down and ordered something with some friends, and pretty much everything that everybody had ordered, they were running out of. And I was wondering if that was on purpose because they knew they were closing. I hate to see that because they were a really good restaurant, but okay. Hopefully someone else opens up in their stead. And I wonder if they were not closing because they weren't good. They were good. There was always people in there. But I wonder 
Was that also supply chain issues? All right, here's a headline. Here, take this headline, bring it to work. You always need a good story to tell everybody when you're at work, right? You know those people who are always telling the good stories and getting laughs and so on? This is yours. Ready? Imposter student reportedly lived on Stanford campus for nearly a year. Stanford, California. An alleged squatter posing as a student was found living at Stanford University campus for nearly a year. According to the Daily Report, William Curry of Alabama, (laughs) and they couldn't tell that he was from Alabama. You obviously are not from here. Claimed to be a transfer student whose information was not yet in the system. He was able to move from one dorm to another for about 10 months. University issued several stay away letters which was a prerequisite to a citation for trespassing. University police thought Curry had vacated the campus, was found living in the basement of Crothers Hall last week. In a statement to the Sanford Daily, he acknowledged missteps in the handling, uh, the, the university acknowledged misstep in handling his reports and so on. Quote, while Stanford University has protocols, and policies in place to prevent non-students from entering and living in our residence. The unique aspects of the case of Mr. Curry's presence and the ability to integrate himself within the community has made it clear that the gaps in those protocols, well, have to be fixed. Now, this goes back to, I think we've all heard people say this. If you, if you act like you know what you're doing, nobody questions you. And I've done that before. There's places that I wanted to get into as a guy who's in the media. I want to go in and I want to interview somebody or whatever the case is. I just walk in acting like I know exactly what I'm doing, like I'm busy. Don't bother me. I'm busy. I'm at work here. And nobody questions me. And I can walk right up to whoever I want to talk to, talk to them and leave. And they'll probably wonder, who the hell was that? Doesn't matter. He's gone now. Shelley in Mills, Wyoming. I think everyone should be required or at least encouraged to listen to shows like yours and perhaps complete a pre-vote test to make sure they understand where the candidate stands on the issues. Now, here's something you and I will agree on. While I don't want any... uh, Well, people have the right to vote. They can. Yeah, absolutely. But I would like to see something, something anyway... That shows that, first off, they're actually a citizen and a resident. And, yes, that they actually understand how our country works. And that's something that should be learned in school, by the way. But, yeah, I, I, while I like the idea, though, of before we hand you this ballot, do you at least know what's on it? In fact, Shelley, I think that should probably be the only question in my mind. Before we hand you this ballot, can you tell us what's on it? And if they can't tell what's on the ballot, then I'm sorry, you're not ready to vote yet. Now, that doesn't mean they can't vote that day. They can go off and you know sit in their car with their phone and do a little bit of homework and come back. Okay, I've done a little bit of homework. I know what's on the ballot and I know what I'm going to do and why. See, that would be better than many people that I know who just walk in on election day and they just guess they have no idea what they're talking about those people i i I honestly believe are dangerous for this country
If you wonder why the same losers keep getting elected to office over and over again, primarily it's the low information voter. That's why. 942, Wake Up Wyoming. Never boring. Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods on K2 Radio. Join the show at 888-97-WOODS. Forty-seven to time. Off to the ice box we go. Frank Gambino is waiting by here. Uh, so, Frank, I decided, looking at the weather out there right now, let's compare let's see, East Coast to the South and to us out here in the West when it comes to snow. Okay, the okay. I can tell you this that um, uh, my brother and I spent some time in Georgia during the winter. Yeah, and um, even at the, uh, when, when it doesn't snow very much, yeah, but it gets icy. And right. it comes to a complete stop. Yeah, they don't have the equipment to handle it. So, and, and traffic, which is heavy to begin with. Oh, yeah. So comes e- to a complete stop. One inch of snow, flurries, in other words. Uh, commute time on the East Coast will increase uh, up 25 to 50%. In the South, mild panic and general sense of doom. In Western states, start to think about wearing, you know, maybe a long sleeve shirt. Right. Okay. Uh, one to four inches of snow on the East Coast travel advisories in the South School is closed. And in the West, have to brush the snow off the grill before cooking outside. Mm-hmm. You got a game to go to here, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you got tailgating happening. Yeah. So, okay. Uh, four to eight inches of snow, East Coast. Air traffic diverted. Flights canceled. South. Stores emptied of bread and milk. In the West, roads maybe get a touch of salt and make sure you walk the dog before the snow gets too high. You know, because that's kind of hard on the dog. Yeah, unless you have a big dog. Right, yeah. Uh, 8 to 12 inches of snow East Coast. Continuous monitoring on CNN and Weather Channel of Snowmageddon. In the South, state of emergency is declared. Here in Wyoming... Everyone's stocking up on beer and liquor and stuff like that because you got a tailgate party to go to. Right, yeah. I mean, normally you'll be tailgating by yourself. Nice thing is you don't have to put the beer in your refrigerator. Just throw it right outside, right in in the snow. Yep. Let's see. Now, accumulations of uh, 12 to 24 inches. East Coast, schools close, businesses close, airports, hospitals, everything just closed. Stay home. In the South, federal disaster declared and martial law, by the way. <laughs> out here in Wyoming, minor traffic delays. Yeah, because nobody's out on the street. Not they're not, really. They're not, they're not, no, they're not no. that dumb. You know, 24 to 36 inches well, of snow. Stay home. East Coast travel ban enforced. But I don't know by who because even the cops aren't out in that. No, no, no. Yeah. In the South, complete societal breakdown. <laughs> <laughs> here in Wyoming, your yoga class was canceled. Yeah. I think that's about it there. Yeah. So at what point does the weather get bad enough for you to cancel the tailgate party? If you can't get to it. Okay. But but if you try hard enough. But here's the thing. You, you need to there. try hard enough because if you don't try hard enough, everybody's going to make fun. Well, I made it. How come you didn't make it? You're going to hear a lot of that. Yeah. So you better make it or you're going to be made fun of. Right. And you can do it. Oh, if yeah. If you have the right vehicle. Yeah. Yeah. If you, if you have the right vehicle and if you planned in advance. Don't forget the beer. No, absolutely. 
The State High School Volleyball Tournament will start this afternoon at the Ford Center in Casper. And 4A Laramie is the defending champion. Kelly Walsh is the favorite this season. KW is 31-1. They have an interesting first-round opponent in 33-5 Thunder Basin at 3 p.m. today. Laramie comes in at 24-7. They'll play Riverton at 4.30. Natrona is at 22-10. They'll face Cody at 6 p.m. with Cheyenne East at 21-11. Taking on Star Valley at 7.30 tonight. In 3A, Lyman and Mountain View are the two teams to watch. They played each other for the state championship. Championship a year ago. Mountain View is 32 and 4. They'll play Buffalo in the first round of three. Lyman is 31 and 5, meeting Newcastle at 6. Also in 3A, Douglas and Paul at 4.30. Wheatland will play Worland at 7.30. In 2A, Bighorn is the favorite. They're also the defending champion. The Rams are 28-8. and eight. They'll play Kemmer in the first round at 7.30 tonight. Also in 2A, Rocky Mountain versus Tongue River at 3. Burns versus Grable at 4.30. Shoshone will meet right at 6 p.m. In 1A, KC is the defending champion. They will enter the tournament at 20-9. and nine. The Bucks will play Cokeville at 6. Southeast looks to be the strongest 1A team this year at 25-5. and five. The Cyclones will take on Saratoga at 7.30. Hewlett pretty good too at 25 and 4. They're going to play Little Snake River at 4.30 and Little Snake River is 25 and 9. Riverside's another good team at 29 and 5. They'll play at 3 o'clock against 19 and 9 Rock River. The semifinals of the state volleyball tournament will be tomorrow and the finals on Saturday at the Ford Center in Casper. In junior college volleyball at the Region 9 tournament, uh, that will roll along today in yesterday's first round action. Casper College, who, who was a heavy, heavy underdog against Western Nebraska, gave the Cougars all they can handle before losing in five sets. The Birds will be in a loser out game at noon today versus McCook, Nebraska. LCCC beat McCook yesterday afternoon in, in straight sets, so the Golden Eagles will be fourth-rated Western Nebraska at 4 p.m. today, and that tournament will run through Saturday. The state high school 3A and 4A swimming meet begins today in Laramie. 3A will kick things off today and conclude tomorrow. 4A starts tomorrow and concludes on Saturday. Lander and Green River, the co-champions in 3A, and Laramie is looking for their sixth consecutive title in 4A. In the World Series in baseball, a no-hitter last night is four Houston pitchers combined for that no-hitter beating Philadelphia 5-0 to even that series of two games apiece. Kristen Javier threw the first six innings and he looked great. Followed by Brian Abreu, Rafael Montero, and Ryan Presley closed that out. It's the first no-hitter in the World Series since Don Larson did it for the New York Yankees back in 1956. Game 5 will be in Philadelphia tonight. That's it in sports. Okay, uh, tonight what time? 6. 6 o'clock in Philadelphia. <laughs> and so... Again, no no predictions from you yet. No, because it's know. gone back. You've seen just about everything. You know, like the day before, you know, yeah. Houston's pitcher got hammered for five home runs, and then four yeah. different pitchers from Houston throws a no hitter yesterday. Okay, I so think, this could just be no comprende. So at this point, then it's really just a matter of who makes the first real mistake. Correct. That's, okay. Because they seem to me, the way you're describing this, to be very evenly matched teams. Very, very, very much so. It just, it's just go. Back, it goes back and forth, and it's. it's well, it, I think. It, I think it's actually pretty intriguing. Yeah. Okay. So that's just more fun for Frank. Oh yeah. Okay. I, are you stocked up? Not because of the weather. Forget the weather. Are you stocked up on enough munchies to make it through all these games? I'm. I'm always. I hope. Up. Okay. Just making sure we got always. Your all right. Thank you, Frank. Coming up on some local business, we have to take care. We're going to roll into news time after that. National local update on the weather forecast. Drive careful. Slick out there today. Wake up, Wyoming.